This is 41 Strong with Chuck Tate. A shot of encouragement through scriptures and stories. 41 Strong. Hey everyone, welcome to the 41 Strong Podcast. My name is Chuck Tate. Great to have you with us live today. Those of you that are watching via Facebook, welcome. If you are watching or listening at a later date, we're still happy to have you with us today. 41 Strong is a podcast where we share encouraging scriptures and stories to help people hold on and stand strong. In scripture, the number 40 represents a season of waiting and a season of trial. Sometimes there's a giant that stands between us and our dream come true. 41, day 41, year 41 delivers the new beginning, the second chance, the giant falling. A couple examples, rain 40 days, 40 nights, 41 came, the rain stopped. Moses committed murder, hit on the backside of a desert 40 years, 41 came and he was commissioned by God to be the rescuer of Israel, thus receiving a second chance. And Goliath challenged Israel for 40 days, begging somebody to fight him, bullying them, challenging them. A young man named David answered the call, and on day 41, slew the giant. So the message of 41 will come. The message of 41 strong is don't quit, whether you are in a storm or standing at, staring at a giant that stands between you and your destiny, don't throw in the towel because 41 will come. So today, um, I have a very special guest, a friend of mine, his name is James Buster. We are live from El Paso, Texas. I love technology. I, I'm in Peoria, Illinois. And he's in El Paso. So let me officially welcome James. Welcome to 41 Strong, man. Thank you. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good, man. I'm just, um, I'm rejoicing that we were able to get this technology to work. And uh, truth be told, it wasn't the technology. It was this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, we, we, we got it fixed, though, and we're, we're live, and uh, I just want to officially welcome you to 41 Strong. You know, I had um, uh, the power of, of social media. I, I, I met you via Instagram. You know, we just kind of connected, and we ended up talking, and um, you read my book, and, and now, man, here we are. And um, still, reading <laughs> still reading it. it. Still All right. Reading awesome, it. man. Going slow. Yeah, I love it, man. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm excited for you to unpack your story, and uh, we'll just say right off the bat, um, you are a, a tattoo artist, you have your, your own shop, you have a, a pretty large following on, on Instagram yeah. and social media, so um, I definitely have some tattoo questions for you, but before we get into those, man, uh, why don't you share your story? I mean, um, most people watching on that are connected to me are unfamiliar with your story, so let you know, let's go ahead and hear it, man. Awesome. 
Anir of our family. Um, she she got my dad to go to a, a Baptist church. Uh, not I'm not a I love Baptist people. I'm not like knocking them or anything, but like she she just didn't feel it, you know. And so my dad started going to church, and then uh, my and then but my mom wasn't happy there, and so she went to another church as he got plugged in. And um, <clears throat> our story was kind of, we were kind of crazy when we first started going to church. And uh, when my mom went to that other church, my dad was going to one church. Uh, and uh, the pastor that the church my mom was going to got involved and started inviting my dad every weekend to church. And so... Uh, our family, like I said, our family was kind of crazy, but when my, my dad went to this other church, he gave his life to Jesus, and he was radically changed, and we just became less and less dysfunctional. I became a Christian when I was seven, and um, I was born again in a, a children's church ministry, and then it was like the lights were cut out, and I, I kind of don't remember from like seven to 16 and that's when i recommitted my life to jesus i was like uh uh and then like from 16 to 20 i think i was like a professional backslider (laughs) 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 and uh i I, tattooing was not even on my radar um i was I was hoping to be like a minister or something when I got out of high school. Um, but I didn't feel like I had any character. Hmm. So I went to school to become an artist. And uh, in college, I was an artist and um, loved art, but hated school. Like my my lowest grades were in art in college. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, so I gave up, I gave up my first dream, uh, cause of how I was looking at myself. And then my, my second dream, I gave up on it because I just didn't like school. So I thought I would settle for, for like a middle management income at like a fortune 500 company. And I got hired at UPS and, um, I worked there for like seven years and became a driver and, uh, was making some really good hours and then suddenly my my really awesome job that I settled for stopped giving me hours hmm. and uh, so I didn't know what to do and I was like God what do I do <laughs> <laughs> I gave up I gave up on all my dreams and uh, I was just settling for like the middle wow and that was like that was like the story of my life it wasn't just my job it was uh, my relationship with God, my relationship with myself, like, yes, you know, um, and so my dad introduced me to a guy, he's like, why don't you, why don't you try tattooing? And I was like, <laughs> I like, I, I wouldn't have wanted to be in your first customer. Hey man, I'm just trying this. So, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it was. 
front for the cartel. Um, it was uh, at the money laundering place. They were they were doing counterfeit bills. Oh my goodness. Jesus, and um, sometimes they make fun of me, and because I was because I was still kind of crazy, I would be like, "Hey, man, you don't know, I'm crazy." But, but in reality, I didn't know they were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they just got done doing like a drug run or like you know kidnapping somebody. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like and you weren't kidding, money laundering, ma- uh, making counterfeit money, kidnapping. Um, so when you say crazy, you mean man, we're talking about jacked up here. But you weren't you weren't making money though, right? You weren't making fake money. You were just tattooing in your basement. No, no, no. no. I wasn't making fake money. I was at that tattoo shop. I was getting paid to do counterfeit bills. Oh my goodness! Wow. He was asking me what my wife did for a job, and she was federal law enforcement. The dude went white, sweating. He was so scared. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Let me let me jump in here. So, um, were you just messing with him, or was your wife really working for the federal she, federal she law enforcement? Really federal law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> and you're getting paid in counterfeit money. <laughs> and, and yeah, and and it was the IRS. as a unlicensed tattoo artist. Yeah. Well, he was licensed. I was licensed. Um, at the old shop. Okay. Right. And and the, but but that was what was crazy. Like when when he asked, "What does my wife do?" And he's doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Wow, wow. You're just there doing tattoos. Yeah, just doing tattoos, like getting 
Hold on, the thing went blank. There we go. If I fast forward a couple years, uh, I was tattooing illegally for a little while, but then I got a phone call from my my old boss, and um, he he told me that while he was in jail, the only thing that he could remember was all the stuff I told him about Jesus. Wow. And so he he gave his life to Jesus in jail, and uh, he restarted his business, and. Um, he just had a really strong crew. And then that's really when my tattoo career started to take off. Like he would bring different artists there and um, we would learn from them. And so we got to learn from a lot of really good artists and, and the people that he hired, they were, they were really phenomenal too, super strong crew. And um, from there, it just kind of took off, you know? And I I'd kind of just, just gone with the flow and, uh, as I was doing this tattoo thing, um, all the dreams that I had given up on, uh, God started to re-manifest, in, but in this tattoo industry. And so I started sharing Jesus uh, with one client at a time. And uh, it just, he, he grew my character. He changed me from the inside out. And then uh, he, made, he made my art dreams came alive too. And uh, where, wherever I had given up on things I was pursuing, um, witness to, to be management, to do leadership, you know what I mean? To like lead people. And so and, and the, God used the tattoo industry to kind of show me how to do this other stuff with ministry and um, connecting with people and things you know, getting them connected with God and inviting people to church through the, the craft that God put in my hand. And, um, and then he, he started sending me out into the field to share with more people, you know, and so that there was a, a, a bigger harvest of souls. And I think that's really, um, that's really a sign and a wonder in itself because I'm a tattoo artist, man. I'm not a pastor. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not, I'm not fivefold ministry, you know, but I, but I've been commissioned by the master to go work the fields and for people to be, you know, In 20, Jesus was talking about the kingdom in a parable and how this guy who owned a vineyard started commissioning people to work his field. And he started really early in the morning. And as the day later, he started commissioning more and more people. And uh, it, it was real specific the times that he went. Like he went in at the third hour, the sixth hour, and the ninth hour. And you would have thought that by the pattern, you know, he was going to, he was going to come again at the 12th hour, but he interrupts it and he comes in at the 11th hour, you know, and, um, that's, that's really what this is, man. There's, there's like this 11th hour generation, you know, cause Jesus is coming back and, uh, he interrupted
but wow. God brought well, these. But God brought. Go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna say. I just I I love the fact that you had these dreams. You had these desires, and you um, you pretty much just laid them aside, and you you gave up on them. But God continued to, to steer you and direct you. And even when you were, you know, doing tattoos, um, working for some some people that were running a illegal operation. Um, God still protected you, and He was still you leading you. I mean, yeah. from a UPS driver where Brown delivers to now delivering the gospel as a two, tattoo artist, and now even you know fulfilling your dreams of you might not be an ordained pastor or minister, but you are sharing the gospel every day in that chair. Yeah. You know, sharing your story, leading people to Jesus, um, listening to people. And I'm probably I'm I'm going to guess you've probably heard. Um, a little bit of everything from from people when you're delivering tattoos. I mean, when you when you're you know doing doing your work there. So, um, in, in fact, one of the things that you shared with me that one of the first times that we talked is um, as a as a ministry um, um, to your church. You now, correct me if I'm wrong. Make sure I understood this right. But you actually will will do free cover up tattoos for. Um, women that have left the trafficking industry. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and and ha- man, how how has that that's been? Talk about a, a new beginning and a second chance and, and a new opportunity. Um, man, that I'm sure that you've probably heard some powerful stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the there's a person that we're uh, we're trying to get started now and she was she was rescued in her teenage years i think she's te- she's 16 now so wow it's pretty dark man well, yeah man yeah well let me um let me uh, you know i'm 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 a pastor and i am interviewing somebody who's a tattoo artist so i know that right. there are people watching and listening right now and i haven't checked the the live facebook comment thread or feed but i know somebody out there is probably thinking to themselves or said out loud what well, what about leviticus chapter 19 verse 28 <laughs> huh what do you think about that so i'm going to read this scripture and i know i know james you you've you've heard it it says do not cut your bodies for the dead and do not mark your skin with tattoos now that's a different translation there it says i am the Lord. So how do you answer that? I mean, first of all, have you, has somebody thrown that scripture in your face before? Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and how do you answer that? And then I'll kind of tell you how I answer it as well, but, um, Uh, I, um, First of all, my my kid is kind of crying in the background. But like, <laughs> hey, I wear hearing aids and I can hear it. But hey, it's hey, this is this is real life, man. This is the real right. real life yeah, stuff. Totally. So it, I, I it's, might, it's, it's I might have to go get them. I might have to go get them real quick and then answer that question. Is that okay? Yeah, <laughs> we have. Yeah. Go for it. I'm sorry, man. Right. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. This is the first on Forty One Strong. So, um, hey. Not only is is James a tattoo artist, but he's a dad, and he's being a dad right now. He has a crying kid, 
And um, so this is this is raw. This is real life. But guess what? That's that's how every day is for all of us, right? Man, there's things, there's um, interruptions, all those type of things. So I'm going to read the scripture again. Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. It says, "Don't cut your bodies for the dead, and don't mark your skin with tattoos." I am the Lord. And first of all, I want to point out we're talking about um, you know Old Covenant, Old Testament. Not that it doesn't matter, but Jesus, uh, he came to fulfill the law. Obviously, there were hundreds of laws that the people of God had to abide by before Jesus showed up. But one thing that I want to point out is, is this. This scripture had nothing to do with an actual tattoo like we think tattoos today. God was upset because his people were marking their bodies to honor the dead. It was really a form of a false religion. It was a form of idolatry. So he did not want his people to be led astray to worship false gods. So that's what this scripture means. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a tattoo on your body tonight. We're not honoring the dead and and. And I have a tattoo right here on my arm, and I don't know if the camera can pick it up or you can see it, but and this tattoo is the the, the branding and the logo of our church that I've led for the last 20 years. And um, a lot of people ask me, what's that flame mean? And before we started, before we planted our church in 1998, I met with a consultant, and he said, Chuck, when you go to Peoria, I was living in Oklahoma at the time, he said, start a fire. And when you start a fire, people are going to gather around to get warm. He said, if you build the fire large enough, people will come from everywhere to watch it burn. So this tattoo is my personal reminder every day to stay on the path that God has put me on, to stick to our vision. There have been a lot of people throughout the years that have tried to talk us into, you know, wandering away from our vision, but man, we're not going to do that. We have... Um, the, the one thing as a, as a pastor and as a leader that we can't do is ever compromise our vision. So when I got this tat on my arm, it wasn't to, to honor the dead and to worship false God or, to, you know, it's not a form of idolatry. And, um, and so you have to look at the contents of the scripture. So in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28, the real um, thing that God was saying was, you know, these people, they were marking their bodies and they were cutting their bodies and they're marking their skins as a form of idolatry to allegiance to false gods. And we know God's a jealous God. So tattoos today, not even in the, in the same category, not, not the same thing. So, so James, um, while you were getting, um, getting your child, um, I went ahead and, and explained Leviticus 19.28. But, but so why don't you introduce um, who you got here? Hey, Jace, <laughs> you're not crying anymore. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I thought Jace pulled the plug there for a second. So, um, yeah, so you're married. How, how, many kids, how, how many kids do you have, James? Three. Three kids. All right. Good deal. And how, how old are they? Eight, five, and one. 
Eight, five, and one. You man, you have your hand, you have your hands full, don't you, man? Jason's like, hey, yes, this sir. is cool. I'm. A... <laughs> totally. Well, listen. Let me ask you this: When have you ever had somebody sit down in, in a tattoo chair, and um, they showed you your artwork, and you looked at it, and you looked at them, and you said, "Nope, not doing it." Oh yeah, for sure, man. For sure, the the tattoo industry draws out all kinds of different people, man. Uh, not all of it's dark, but some of it can be pretty crazy. Man. And, um, so how, how often do you get to share the gospel in the chair? Every day, man. Every day. Every day. They hear about it some way or shape or form or another. And, um, you know, obviously you have a, a captive audience when you have somebody in the chair, they can't just get up and leave because, you know, you are tattooing their skin. So how's the response been? I mean, obviously you probably just listen to stories, share your heart, find a way to, to lead into presenting the gospel. Are people receptive? Do you ever have, you have people that, that are like, Hey man, I don't want to hear that. You know, what kind of response do you get? Uh, most most of the response is really good. Uh, I can maybe remember one or two people that were just like, nope, and then they take off. But people people are real receptive to the love of God, you know. And then, uh, you know, healing, healing the miracles and signs and wonders really help. Awesome. Yeah. Well, when you, when you start sharing, you know, what God's done, not only in your, your own life, but you begin to share some of the things that, that you've seen God do in the lives of others. Um, people finally realize, Hey, this is not bad news. This is good news. The gospel is, right. it's good news. It's not about what the church is against, but it's what we're for. And it's, it's about that Jesus is for them. So, um, that's cool, man. Have you ever had an opportunity to, to lead somebody to Christ in the chair? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, I even have, like, little Bibles. And so, like, if they, they give their life to Jesus and ask Jesus to be their Savior, we'll, we'll give them a Bible, invite them to church and stuff like that. Um, God, God, I was really surprised at how uh, involved God would be with a tattoo shop. Because when I was doing it, I didn't really think of it as, like, something that uh that was godly ministering to people and loving on people and uh people start getting healed and uh miracles started to happen uh, people were getting saved. Um, I had one guy come that was a, a Muslim, and uh, I met him in the parking lot of where the tattoo shop was. And um, God, God told me to go pray for him, and I prayed for his heart. And uh, I didn't really know what was going on. I just, I just heard that he was having heart trouble, and uh, like God gave him a new heart, man. And he was on hospice didn't even know it. Wow. Wow. Praise, 
Praise the Lord, man. Well, listen, I, re- I, I, re- I really appreciate, we only got, it looks like about, we got about a minute left, and, and I just want to say thanks, man. Okay. I really appreciate you, you coming on and, and, and sharing your story, and um, real, real quick, have you ever, um, as a joke, um, tattooed somebody with something that they didn't want? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, they, they get done, they're like, I'm, I'm an atheist, and, and it says, I love Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, I'm kidding, yeah. Uh, but I... Can I... Is it okay if I watch him? Yeah, man. In fact, I, I would love to have you close us out in prayer in just, in just a moment. Yeah. But um, let me just... let me Before you pray, um, let me just encourage those that are watching. I mean, you, there's, I'm sure there's people that probably have given up on their dream. Or, or maybe it's just on the shelf, and today's a good reminder that they can pick it up, and, and God can still use them exactly where they're at, no matter what their vocation. Everyone has a story to share. Every number has a name. Every name has a story. Every story matters to God. So God wants to use your story. Those of you that are listening today, those that are watching today, just like God used James' story and his path, you know, it went all kinds of different directions. But as he continued to trust God, God made the crooked path straight. And now he's in the exact spot that he's supposed to be ministering to people, sharing the gospel, um, involved in his church. He's a dad. He's a husband. Uh, he's got his boy on the, on the podcast right now. I just love your story, James, and I appreciate you, you sharing it. So why don't you go ahead and and encourage those right now as we get ready to sign off. And then maybe, maybe pray for the individual that's watching or listening today that's just, um, man, that, that's maybe struggling with direction. The longer the day went, the more he started commissioning people. If you're watching this, maybe you gave up on your dream. Maybe, maybe life happened, right? Yeah, yes. And, uh, like, and you just, you stopped pursuing, you stopped dreaming, or uh, you, you just, you know, became cemented like in a setback. God sees you. And he's, he's attracted to you. And that's actually what, what the... The worker of that vineyard saw, he saw some guys standing idle and he was like, hey, why are you standing idle? Come, come work the field, you know, and the field is souls, you know, and God loves and God wants to love through you. And my son is totally not having it. So I'll pray. (laughs) I just want to pray. real quick god i just uh i thank you for helping people's dreams uh love them god love them into your kingdom through them god wants to do great things through you um god wants to love through you to reach other people um right where you're at in the in the supermarkets you know on your job at the movies everywhere uh God, God loves you and God loves the people that surround you. So God, I just thank you for an anointing to share your love with people. Um, make it simple. Help, just help, help them flow in the love that you have for people and the love that you have for them. And God, I thank you that that love changes them, uh, energizes them, and just brings them into the place of clarity and direction your direction in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. 
Well, thank you, James. As uh, we sign off, how can people follow you on, on social media? You, you want to give us your um, – how can they follow you on Instagram, or do you have a website that you want to direct people to by any chance? I, I, have, a, I have an Instagram named James Buster, and uh, I have a, a Facebook page called Riches and Glory. And uh, on there, we just, we just share practical ways on how to love people. And uh, we, we, share, we share with people the riches and glory of God in Christ for two reasons. So people know what they have to offer the world and that, and that they know what they have to offer back to God. Amen. Cool, man. Well, there you have it, people. Uh-huh. Go check out James Buster on Instagram or go to Facebook.com slash Riches and Glory. So my guest has been um, James Buster and Jace. <laughs> and uh, for our producer, Mike Sable, I'm Chuck Tate, and we look forward to seeing you next time on 41 Strong. Bye. PeoriaLife.com.